Brother Waldrop, come preach to me today. God bless you. Amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord together. Let's magnify him. Oh, with all your hearts today. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice as you do so. Hallelujah. God is good. He's good. He's good. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. You may be seated this Sunday morning. Amen. Pastor Riggins said that he was thankful to have an evangelist, and I want to speak on behalf of the evangelist. He's thankful to be, amen, having revival at the Truth Church. Amen. Love and appreciate you good people of God. Amen. Give honor to Pastor and Sister Riggin today. Amen. Welcome to everyone that's here. Amen. I, I do understand and I do want to acknowledge before I go any further. Amen. Services like this, there's so much behind the scenes going on in preparations. A lot of labor, a lot of sacrifice, love. Amen. That goes into services like this. And so anything that anyone has done to help this service and the meal following uh, be successful and be what it's supposed to be, thank you very, very much. I know that um, if your uh, nasal faculties are working like mine are, amen, <laughs> you know there's some, what's going on behind the scenes is kind of obvious, isn't it? Amen. I guess this is one motivation to get the evangelist to not preach very long. Amen. All I've had today is a, couple of bottles of water and two granola bars and so you're in good shape <laughs> amen no no big breakfast amen I rarely eat a big breakfast on Sunday mornings well I rarely eat a big breakfast any mornings but especially on Sunday morning that's just uh, not my thing but amen I do appreciate the goodness of the Lord good to see some new faces here Amen. Certainly glad for the touch of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I hope my saxophone playing hadn't been a distraction today. A little embarrassed that it, it took me over two months to, to get it out, but I just have to, I live by my feelings. I know we walk by faith, not by sight, but I just have to do what I feel, and it's awful hard for me to do something if I don't feel it. That's just, that's just me. That's, that's not for everybody. I'm not making that the rule, but as far as my ministry and what I do and how I operate, I just have to do what I feel. And, uh, and so I do feel like playing some music today, if that's all right. I don't want to belabor the point, but this is a special service. It's a Thanksgiving service, and we've got a lot of good things from the Lord to be thankful for. Amen. appreciate what Pastor Riggin had to say. God doesn't always give us what we want, but he does give us what we need. Amen. Jesus told his disciples, in this life you shall have tribulation. That doesn't sound very enjoyable. Nobody enjoys tribulation. But it's going to happen. Amen. But he also declared that he has overcome the world. Amen. 
And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Days aren't always good. Life's not always fair. We don't always wear a smile. We're not always happy. But God is always good. Amen. Y'all worship with us in Jesus' name.
could be. Oh, he's a mighty good God. So good to me. Oh, he's good, he's good. Hallelujah. His spirit came to me and gave me victory. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness, Lord. Hallelujah. I won't complain. No, I won't complain. Let's thank the Lord for his goodness. Oh, let's thank the Lord for his goodness. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of our God. The Bible says in Acts that they continued daily the apostles' doctrine, breaking of bread and fellowship. Amen. And so, amen, we're going to enjoy the breaking of bread and fellowship, but let's have some doctrine before we break bread and fellowship. What do you say? Amen. Thank you for helping, Sister Waldrop, other musicians. John chapter 1 is where we will read initially. Beginning in verse number 10, we'll also go to Luke chapter 19. John, the first chapter, and Luke, the 19th chapter. Familiar setting of Scripture, especially in John, the first chapter. Verse number 10 of John 1, he was in the world, and the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. Amen. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. Amen. The creator became the savior. He was in the world. And the world was made by him. Not talking about two different people. Amen. The creator became the savior. Verse 11, he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, born of God. Amen. Thank God for the new birth. Thank God for repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Peter said, there's not salvation in any other, for there's none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord. That's Bible doctrine. That's not my opinion. That's the word of God. Amen. Which were born of God. Luke, the 19th chapter, a few verses of scripture here, beginning in verse 41. Luke 19 and 41, and when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it, saying, if thou hadst known even thou at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace. Notice the exclamation. 
but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round and keep thee in on every side. They shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another. Jesus is very burdened, very concerned, uh, very troubled because he knows that there are some dark days ahead for Jerusalem. There's some dark days ahead for these Hebrews, for these Jews. And this is why that all these things that did not have to be will be because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. Jesus said, if you'd only known what could have been, if you would have only known, if thou hadst known, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. Amen. John 1, again, he came unto his own, but his own received him not. Amen. I want to preach today what could have been can still be. Amen. Amen. What could have been can still be. Amen. Let's love the Lord together. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost coming near. I worship your holy name. Oh, I magnify you. Oh, I love you, Jesus. And I worship you. Come near today, Holy Ghost. Spirit of God, power of God, hand of God. Holy Lamb of God. I worship your mighty name. I love you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. You may be seated this morning. Lord bless you. Amen. The devil is the prime opportunist. He is, as I have said recently, according to the scriptures, the accuser of the brethren. He is the king of regret. He is the king of uh, reminding you of past mistakes and past failures. He is the king of uh, uh, what could have been. You've blown your opportunity. Amen. Oftentimes I, I reflect upon the lives of the disciples, certainly before they became uh, Apostles, of course, we understand that there was one disciple, Judas Iscariot, that never became uh, an apostle. And uh, because I believe that he heard some voices and he gave in to those voices of regret. Amen. He gave in to those voices of, uh, you've really messed up this time. Who do you think you are? What? what you could have had, what you had in position, what you had in relationship, what you had in experience. And Judas, you have thrown it all away. And he went out and hanged 
himself. He gave up. He threw in the towel uh, over, I believe, what could have been. Amen. I, I, I held the purse. I had uh, position. I saw the miracles. Uh, I heard the teaching. I was there uh, when the waters were, were troubled. And I was there when the storm was calmed. I was there uh, when the multitude was fed. I was there uh, when demons were cast out. I was there when blinded eyes were opened and deaf ears were unstopped and the dumb tongue uh, was caused to speak. I was there, uh, man, when he expressed compassion uh, on the multitude. What could uh, have been? Amen. I want you to understand that I know today uh, I'm an imperfect man preaching to imperfect people. My Bible says uh, that all have sinned uh, and come short of the glory of God. Amen. My Bible said uh, from the words of Jesus Christ himself, there is none good but one, and that is God. God is good. We played and sang about it. God is so good to me. Can I tell somebody today he's better to me than I am to myself? I said, God's better to me uh, than I am to myself. Uh, let's love the Lord together right now. Thank you for your touch in this house, Jesus. I worship your mighty name. Amen. If there are those in this sanctuary this morning in attendance without regret, uh, you haven't been living long enough. I would venture to say that no one under the sound of my voice uh, is with, without uh, regret. I wish I would have. I wish I could have. I wish I had not done what I did. I wish I hadn't said uh, those words. I wish I hadn't given in uh, to that feeling. Amen. We are uh, all possessors of uh, regret. But can I tell you today that there is a place in the kingdom of God for imperfect people. Amen. Not for sinners. Now, God will do something about your sin. Such were, it was quoted today and read, such were some of you. The unrighteous cannot inherit the kingdom of God. We don't get good, however, to get God. We get God to get good. Amen. If we wait till we've got it all together to come to God, we'll never come. It'll never happen. Amen. But I've got to bring my sin to an altar. I've got to bring my mistakes into his presence. And I've got to humble myself under the mighty hand of God and say I need some help. I've done as good as I can do by myself and it's not good enough. And I'm not wringing my hands about it. Yes, I have regret. Yes, I have some things I wish I could go back and do over. Amen. But I've got to draw a line somewhere. And I've come to tell you today's a good time to draw the line. It meant today's a good day to start over. 
today's a good day to hit reset. Hallelujah. I said today's a good day. It meant to say, you know what? Amen. Everybody's got regrets, but I'm not going to live the rest of my life bound by what could have been. I refuse to get up tomorrow the way I got up today. Amen, I've not come, amen, to rub your face in all your mistakes and all your failures. Amen, the devil's done a good enough job of that already. But what I have come today is to say the statement's not over with just what could have been. But that statement continues. What could have been can still be. Amen, you can still live for God. You can still be saved. You can still have relationship with God. You can still have your sins forgiven. You can still enter into his kingdom. Yes, I know your iniquity is great. Yes, I know your deeds are evil. Yes, I know your problems are multiplied. But can I preach about a God today? I said, can I preach about some blood? Can I preach about a name? that's above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow can I preach about a name that's high and lifted up and it's above every name amen that's name hallelujah he came unto his own and his own received him not what could have been but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God it can still be the Jews in Jesus earthly ministry by and large rejected his deity rejected his messiahship rejected him as their savior can any good thing come out of Nazareth they said he's just the carpenter's son he hasn't been born of royalty he doesn't have the right last name he can't be our messiah Amen. He was born in a stable and laid in a manger, wrapped in cleaning rags, born a pauper. <laughs> He's not good enough to be our Savior. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. What could have been but? <laughs> oh, thank God. For that conjunction, the story ain't over. But as many as received him, Jew, Gentile, young, old, male, female, short, tall, educated, ignorant. Hallelujah, it doesn't matter who you are. As many has received him. To them, those that received him, he gave power to become the sons of God. I saw this in a light. I want to share it with you. Amen. He came into his own, but his own received him not. But those that receive him, he gives power to become his own. 
Hallelujah. I said his own did not receive him. But if you will receive him, he'll give you power to become his own. Amen. I'm not my own, but I've been bought with the I said I'm not my own but I've been bought with a price amen what I'm going to do I'm going to show forth the praises of him that's brought me out of darkness called me out of darkness into his marvelous light Come on, I'm preaching to you right now. In times past, the apostle Peter said, we were not a people, but now we're the people of God. We became his own. John said, even as many as them that believe on his name, when you put your faith, we meant when you accept his lordship, amen, not just accept him as your savior, but let him save you. Can I, just, can I just use some good old common sense? Obviously, in order for him to be your Savior, he has to be accepted as your Savior. I mean, you've got to accept him as your Savior to be saved. The problem is not accepting him as your Savior. The problem is stopping with just accepting him. But I'm going to tell you something. If you really accept him, you'll let him. If you really believe he is, you'll let him be who he said he is. And man, if something's broke and you don't have the ability to fix it, it meant you, you have got, you've got to call the repairman. You accept him as the fixer, if you will. I, I mean, if you didn't believe that Whoever it is could fix it. Why are you telling them about it? If your car's broke down and you call the mechanic, it takes more than knowing that he's a mechanic for your car to get fixed. But you've got to turn over the control of the car to the mechanic. Amen. Accepting the mechanic as the fixer of your car does not mean your car is automatically fixed. But you have got to give your car to the one that you accept as the fixer so he can do what you've accepted him to do. Man-made religion just says accept him as your savior and you're saved. Amen, that's false doctrine. Accepting him doesn't save you. But if you really accept him as your savior, you're gonna give him the keys. You're gonna give him control. Amen, you're gonna become his own. You're gonna get out of yourself and into him. You're going to stop listening to the lies of hell and start believing the word of the Lord as many as received him. Come on, Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. What does that mean? Real belief causes action. Real faith has results. If I believe it, I'm going to do something about it. 
Come on, Peter said, amen, repent you therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord Jesus and repent and believe the gospel. Oh, would you clap your hands to the Lord here right now? I feel the liberty of the Holy Ghost in this house. I feel the touch of God in this place on a Sunday morning. Amen, I want to be his. I said I want to belong to Jesus. I said I'm not good enough to be my own God. I don't have enough answers. I don't have enough ability. I don't have enough ingenuity. I don't have enough intelligence. I don't have enough power. I don't have enough strength. Amen. Amen, Jerusalem. Tears have been shed over you by one that wanted to be for you who he declared himself to be. Oh, I don't know if this moves you or not, but when I see in my mind tears running down the face of Jesus, that that does something to me. He beheld the city and wept over it. But you don't know that there's not very many times that your Bible says that Jesus wept. And that those were momentous moments when Jesus wept. He wept over Jerusalem and said, if you could have only known Jerusalem, what could have been? What could have been? Amen. But these things that you don't want to see and these things that I don't want to allow are going to come because you didn't know the time of your, you didn't recognize the time of your visitation. I don't know that we can truly appreciate today enough the difference between a visit and a visitation. I said, there's a difference in a visit and a visitation. It's really where this message was birthed last evening, finding a place in God's presence. Amen. What's the difference in a visit and a visitation? Hallelujah. Most of the time, the difference is the official capacity that's involved in a visitation. Amen. You can just knock on a stranger's door and visit. You can stop somebody in the aisle at Walmart and visit with them. You can shoot the breeze and just talk about the weather and we're just visiting. But a visitation, amen, has an official capacity. Amen, a visit. Amen, it's more than a visit when there are credentials behind the one doing the visiting. Amen, when somebody is coming uh, representing uh, a higher authority, when the inspector from the city comes, amen, maybe you're involved in a building uh, program and the neighbor across the street comes over and says, uh, I see you're digging a footing. Amen, what are you doing? You're visiting about a building program. 
But when the building inspector shows up, he hasn't come for a visit. He's come for a visitation. He's come to inspect. He's come with authority to pass judgment on the project. On the project, he has come to give approval or disapproval. He's come to give praise or judgment. Take my word for it, amen, or read your dictionary. I'm not trying to be a smart aleck, but can I tell you, Jesus did not say, I'm crying about what could have been a visit, but he said, I'm crying about what could have been a visitation. I didn't come to chew the fat with you. I come to provide salvation. I didn't come just to say, hey, amen, how's the weather? I come, amen, as a personal representative. I came as God manifest in the flesh. I came to inspect your soul. I came to offer relief. The best way I can describe what Jesus is talking about here is oftentimes when there's been a natural disaster, it meant a tornado or hurricane, he meant some kind of bad storm or earthquake. When all the dust is settled, here comes the authorities, oftentimes even the president himself. And he comes to inspect the damage. He's not there to visit. He's there for a visitation. He's come with authority to examine, to observe, to see the problem, and then exercise his authority to help fix what's been broken. And make available funds from the national treasury to help repair the damage of this natural disaster. That's not a visit. That's a visitation. Amen. Inspection for relief is how the Strong's Concordance defines visitation. An inspection for relief. I've come to bring relief. I've come with some help. I haven't come just to see the problem. I've come to see the problem and then do something about the problem. Amen. Amen. What could have been Jerusalem? It won't be for you because you didn't recognize. I didn't come to criticize. I didn't come to throw you under the bus. Amen. I didn't come to cut you off. I came to save. Amen. The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. Come on, somebody. This is not about the Jewish nation. This is not about natural Jerusalem. This is not about the Middle East today. It's about you sitting on the church pew at the Truth Church in Olathe, Kansas on a Sunday morning before Thanksgiving. Amen. It's about what could have been. Amen. It's not the end of the line. Amen. I've come to preach what could have been can still be. You can, amen, you can see, you can know, you can recognize the time.
can understand, hey, I feel the Holy Ghost moving on my soul. I feel the hand of God on my life today. In spite of my problems, in spite of my past, in spite of my failures, in spite of my mistakes. Amen, yes, I've got regrets. Amen, but Paul said uh, there's a point uh, in pursuit uh, of the glory of God. Uh, you got to forget those things uh, which are behind uh, and reach forth uh, unto those things uh, which lie ahead. What are you saying, sir? I'm saying what could have been uh, can still be. I'm saying you don't have to live the rest of your life wringing your hands and shaking your head. You don't have to live the rest of your life dragging out your tracks by your bottom lip. But you can lift up your head unto the hills from which cometh your help. You can lift up your eyes for your redemption draws nigh. You can exercise some faith. That faith is greater than failure. Faith is greater than your past. Let's lift our hands and give God praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, let's stand and glorify the King of glory right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If I could preach it like this, he came to do something special for those he cared for. Amen. He came unto his own. He came to do something special for those that he loved. But can I tell you, God did more than love the Jews. As many as received him, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life what could have been can still be amen I read a declaration in the 10th chapter of Job thou hast granted me life and favor and thy visitation hath preserved my spirit. Everything changed because of a visitation. I said when God came to visit, everything changed. Amen, can somebody walk down memory lane with me? Can you remember when your sins got forgiven? <laughs> Can you remember when you did more than just feel his presence? You were filled with his presence. Visitation. Can you remember with this evangelist today that glorious moment when you did more than feel his hand, but you took his hand? Mm. 
my life has been preserved. Everything changed because of a divine visitation. Let's pray, church. I'm opening these altars for somebody that wants a visitation from God.